0: Bear Tiger Podcast, episode 20. I'm Zane Scotland, joined by James Slate. Howdy doody. And uh, Josh White. Hi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you follow that one? Oh, God. Nice. Good to see you boys. I've been away for a little bit. Uh, a nice time on my travels. Did actually see Jay night on the travels. We did a podcast last week from the same country, but remotely. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think it went okay. Respecting lockdown laws. We, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it seemed to. The sound was okay. Not as good as this, obviously. No, no, but it seemed to work. It was good. We had a good chat. Yeah, didn't have to look at each other like we get the <laughs> pleasure of doing right now. Um, let's get straight into. Josh has been away. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into what's been going on in the world of golf. And uh, we're going to start with the tournament that was going on in Bahrain, the, the King Hamad Trophy, uh, a prestigious event which I believe you won before. No, mate, I haven't. How many yeah. seconds you had, though? Um,
1: I think I've had a second and a third. And so, another second now. Yeah. On the 14th edition of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the King Hamad Trophy played in Bahrain at the end of each year, sponsored by His Royal Highness, His Majesty, is
1: that how they term it? Yeah. Let's go with that one.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, it gets a, it gets a good field. You used to get a spot into the Moroccan... European Tour event, which I think since becoming become a Rolex event, they've done away with that. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Like any little Asian Tour nudge that comes of it now instead? Not from what I heard,
1: no. I haven't heard anything. Still a good price fun no though, good feel. Anyway, yeah, yeah. worth
0: worth playing. Um, it's a lovely place, isn't it? Royal Golf Club? Correct. Which yeah. they have played a European Tour event at in the past, but Paul Casey won back in the day, the bar ain't opened.
1: Yeah, that's it. You see the little photos in the clubhouse when right. you're walking from the change room to yeah. the... Uh, Yoan Ed Ford's on there as well. the boy.
0: Jiminy's, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Jimine's>. Miguel. <laughs> Miguel.
0: Jiggle my knees. Jiggle my knees. Uh, designed by Colin Montgomery. Got Gets a little bit of... People love it or hate it because the greens are quite drastic. They're really soapy, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but I like it. they got these bowls in them and whatnot and they can't have them too fast because they are that severe. But I really like it because you can go and play the golf course on literally seven days a week and it feels like you're playing a different golf course from purely the pin positions and you can mix it up with tees as well and you can really change it about and you remember every single hole you play which for me is a good gauge of a good golf
0: course well, Just quickly, most people feel like they're playing a different golf course because they're wanging it in different spots yeah. you're, you're quite a good player <laughs> so it need the golf course to give you, give you that back
1: Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, I like it but if you're if you're a bit off on your pace putting, or if you struggle to paint a picture on the greens you're, you're going to struggle
0: So it's a desert course yeah, relatively long
1: Gets a bit windy in the afternoons. It did. It didn't this time, though. Did it not? No, it didn't. Uh, it was bloody hot as well.
0: Bloody hot. Bloody hot. A bit humid. Bloody humid. In the Middle East. And if you look across the way, when you play like the fourth or fifth hole, you can see the, um, no, the third or fourth, you can see the sand course next door.
1: Yeah, the Browns. Yeah, on the, the browns. It, the so you, you
0: feel very privileged. You almost feels like you feel a little bit like upper class getting to play on a bit of grass. Yeah. Uh, so three round tournament, two round cut. Correct. You breeze through that tell us about it what do you do
1: yeah so for, to be honest um, as you would have heard on the podcast before I had a bit of a back issue before I went and I literally I didn't really play too much didn't do much practice so and I was taking a client of mine out there to play his sort of first event get used to travelling and golf and show him the ropes all, all that sort of stuff so I was a bit nice. uh, not too sure how it was going to go to be honest but just trying to pull on a bit of experience so Drove, I started on 10, as Amy know, drivable par four. Drove it greenside, really nice. Duffed my chip to 30 feet and free putted for a five. Cheers. So I was like, okay, this, is, this is the Fuming. way This is the way it's going to go. So I was a bit worried. And then I managed to eagle, hold a 30 foot for an eagle on the next par five. And I was like, right, okay, maybe there is something here. And back, and back. I'm back. And then. Um, Love this game. Yeah, just played it really smart, really, on the first day. I just gave myself a bit more room bit more leeway but stayed aggressive to them spots um, and managed to pick up some nice nice birdies more on the par fives being able to get a couple of two putts on them cruise it in at three under and that gave me a little start and I thought I just sort of shook the rust off a little bit from that first round and then started the second round and I just got off to a really hot start birded two three and four Par five birdied six birdied seven and birdied nine. So I went through six under.
0: Is it par 35? Oh yeah, five? birdied 10 as well. Uh, 36. 36,
1: yeah. Yeah, so then I birdied 10, par 11, par 12, birdied 13 and 14. So I was nine under through 14 holes. Get on that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm really onto something now. So I knew I would be leading that point. And then I went bogey, literally went bogey, bogey, and then I managed to birdie 17 to get one back to shoot eight under. So that gave me a, a one-shot lead going into the last round, which was nice. And then, yeah, it's,
0: in the last round, I was pretty chilled. Just just quickly, so in that eight, eight under par, it'd just be quite interesting for people, for anyone who's you know who plays golf. When you've got like, a really good round going, what's your mentality for keeping going? Do you think about it? Do you not think about it? Do you have a score in mind or do you put that out of your mind? Because you know, it is a bit of an art to be able to shoot a low score.
1: I, I kind of get excited. I just kind of think, how low can I go here? And oh, I know I my a song in your head. <laughs> yeah. How low can I go? <laughs> but I was, um, well, you have them days when you're just hot and you just know your you feels there, your awareness there, your pace is good. You see striking it well. So I was like, if anything, I, I don't step back. I put my foot more down on the gas at the right times. Mm-hmm. Like I won't get to a stupid hole like when you know, Every, it's playing over par. So you would think, okay, I'm not going to push too much on this one, but on most of the holes, I will just carry on doing what I'm doing. I won't go oh, I'm four now. Like I'm happy with that. And I'll sit back and I'll just cruise it in. Mm. I'll go, no, like, I'm going to stick to what I'm doing, what my game plan is and stay aggressive to that and just keep going.
0: Really. So you just kind of, do you stick with your same game plan that you would have had anyway? i just hope to keep playing well.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, but we'll come back to that because that did catch me in the third round. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in the third round, started off, as you know, when you're leading the tournament, it's a hard one for me. It's something I've always struggled with. I would almost actually prefer to be one back instead of one ahead when I start, which is stupid. But it's something that I've always sort of managed to get my mindset around, which I, I birdied the first. I was like, I'm just going to carry it like we said with a game plan. I'm going to stick with it and just keep going. So I birdied first in round three. I had no bogeys, made another birdie on nine and then i made another birdie on 12. Mm-hmm. so i was like well i'm three under i'm cruising and I, I didn't know what was going to head on two heading fr- uh, ahead of me so i had the guys that i was playing with that i was like free ahead of, three or four ahead of and then i got to the 15th hole as you know is the toughest hole there and uh, there's water all down the left
0: um, yeah, it's a long par four, water down the left. It's a bit rough on the right, but if you go right, it's a really tricky shot to yeah. get to the green because the water goes all the way from the tee all the way to the green, doesn't it? Yeah, correct. And then the green slopes right to left into that water yeah. on the left. And it's a
1: slight, tiny dogleg to the left, like real it's like, small.
0: It's like a straight version of the 18-foot sawgrass. Yeah,
1: yeah, Sim- very similar to that.
0: Like the same look, just without the bit of dogleg yeah, to it.
1: exactly. And then you've got that tree that sort of sits mm. on the on the thing. So I've got there, and I know I've know i got a bit of a lean. I'm thinking, why do I... And I've hit this lovely fade with my driver all week. Like, I haven't missed a shot, and I've been hitting it long and straight out the middle. And this is where I said, I'm not going to change what I'm doing. But what I should have done is just assess the situation that I was in at that time. I've got four holes to go. And as you know, if you start it over the water and it doesn't early, come back yeah. early, you got to draw drop it. In, in early. If you
0: draw it, at least it goes in late.
1: So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this was my issue. And I've started it over the water and it hasn't come back. So I'm now dropping early and then I've got that tree I've tried to lay up. It's called the top of the tree, come down right behind the stump of the tree. Yeah. Now I've got a chip out. Cheers. And I've made
0: seven. Quite a good seven then. So. From getting past the tree.
1: As you know, my f- favourite club my bag is my fiber, right? right? Like, all I've got to do is just get one down that right hand side of a right that leaf. Yeah. How long's the hole? It's pretty long, mate. It's yeah. so I right off the back and it was a bit into wind as well. And still with hole. your leg fits. Yeah, but Zayman, no, I played with Zayman around there in this tournament when I was in contention and I hit a really nice drive off that a hole. Draw, draw down, didn't you? Do you remember? Yeah. And that, I could. when you get onto a hole like that, you remember, I try and remember some of the good shots I've hit down mm. there and that popped into my head. And I was like, I need a driver then. Did you have a caddy? For but it third? was a different situation. I was pushing, wasn't I? I yeah. was trying to catch. I
0: think you drew it down there.
1: I did, yeah. Hit, yeah. A draw. Put the ball back, put my hands forward. Yeah. And so all week, and then I bogeyed the next par three, so I didn't hit, I just hit a slightly weak iron shot, went in the bunker and pin was on top of the tier, tough shot, 22 putted, Mm. finished par par. And then um, one of the other guys, Tom Sloman, on the last day, fair play to him, shot eight under on the last round, which was an absolute great round, fair play to him and pit me, so well done. But that... Getting, off, If I could just go, I just can't stop thinking about going back to that 15th hole. Like if I was tournament mentally sharp, mm. not game sharp, just like mentally. It's also little bits though where. In a situation and you want to pit. it's just assessing the situation. I wasn't sharp enough to do that at the time.
2: Yeah, but like, you know, your game's obviously in a phenomenal place. You've had some wins this year on the Pro-Am Tour. I think it's probably one of them things as well is if you had a caddy, you know, if you just yeah. had that little bit of conversation.
1: I text Mark after the round. I literally text Mark. <laughs> Yeah, and I said to him, I said, Mark, if I had you on the bag, I would literally would have cruised that event. Yeah, it's, and and it, and
2: it puts value to those your, your team, doesn't it, and those mm. situations and yeah. stuff. But
1: but that was the situation when I said, we're keeping your foot on the gas. That was the one where it come back to bite me. Do a you little think
0: bit. that's a little bit different to like when you got a low round going, to like being in contention for a tournament? I think 100%. I think they're, they're slightly different, aren't they? Yeah. Because there is is situational. Yeah, in that situation in that part of it because you're not having to shoot a low score you actually just need to get it in which which we all know like like Tiger was always so good at i know always you the example of on the last at um, at Doral I think it was possibly a WGC where he had maybe a three shot lead and he gets to the last which is a long par 5 he walked it all down the left a wedge to the green mm. and he hits like six iron off the tee then he hits a nine iron then a wedge to the green and you're thinking this guy he's been leading all week he's Umpteen under par. He's the best golfer that week of our generation, possibly ever. And he's got a three stroke lead. And if there's anyone who has a right to stand up and go, I'm just going to rip, re- just nut a driver down there, 320 with a big high draw, it's Tiger Woods. But he goes, he's, he's able to put his ego down and go, nah, I, I know what to do to just get this across the line yeah i, I think Which it takes a, a lot of like confidence yeah, and sharpness
1: yeah 100% and that's what i lacked and it, do you know what i think you're right with a bit of the ego thing as well because as you know when you, everyone's out watching behind there's a bit of a crowd and i'm like i've got this you know what i mean like mm. a bit of a i want to hit this shot because yeah. i know i've got it when really all that matters is you've got the trophy in your hand but, at the end of the round not mm. how good you pure did it. 330 yeah. yard drive out in yeah. the middle with a fade starting over the water he's also,
2: he's also got there though Steve Williams if he's got like a single cent of doubt like he'll just undermine that just saying no, just win the tournament mate yeah like a win's a win sort
0: of thing yeah, but the, for me that stems just from a pure like he's not even trying to do it in a certain style he's just like yeah. how'd you win how'd you beat people yeah and he just and he just knows that he knows himself well enough to know at that time like this is a thing to do. He did the same when he won. Um, he did the same. I thought when he won the Masters,
2: like he hit, he hit his second shot. Didn't even look at the green. He just thought, I'm going to hit it into that bowl down the right hand side. I know I can get up and down from free from there uh, on the 18th. When, when he on the 18th when he won. Um, when he won in 19. I mean, I don't mean to be combative, but that was just a terrible shot.
0: Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, he spooned that eight iron, didn't he? Remember thinking he's been oh. playing lovely all day, and he just like hit that like fanny eight but iron he, out to the right. It was a really yeah. odd shot that but was He knew his miss yeah, was well, short yeah.
2: right. You had to stay on the bottom tier, close to the trees, I think. Um and then hit a re- it hey, I think it was hit, a
0: terrible hit. shot. I don't know. I, you can go long left. You can in the crowds, but what? past the pin. I mean, he's got the super. Not Walter is it?
2: He's got the superpower to pull off the uh, facial expressions like that. one I am in control here, then even yeah. if it's just a bad shot. But I think what's what's really interesting for. Um, the amateur listeners, and things like this, and I had this conversation with my dad all the time and stuff it's It's actually really easy to still for extremely talented golfers to still make big numbers on holes. one golf courses are exceptionally hard for professional athletes and two do you know what I mean it's such a minutia you've had a shot on tap for 12 hours of golf prior to that and it's just not faded you've started it on the line you wanted to start it on yeah, you yeah. caught the water the cuff and then, face
0: is 2.5 degrees more closed yeah, than it was in the one you know, before
2: and then all of a sudden a, tre- a treble comes out of nowhere and like you know for an amateur who just reads stats it's like how oh, do you make a treble on a hole you're so good at golf mate yeah. you know it's it's actually really quite easy to, to but, make big numbers uh, shouldn't have been in that situation put yourself in that situation yeah but you're like, only human you know you've gone there off the back of a back injury yeah couldn't get in my front room to get your free balls that winded you up <laughs> right you've flown over there with a client so you're technically in a different kind of work mode yeah I'll know? tell you I'll tell you you um, leading into the I finals. I'll tell you a little thing
1: about that if you're using a TBTC ball you probably would have won by 8 I'll tell you something about that tournament I used two balls the whole tournament oh if Two weapons when you have to play your own golf balls. I, right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I only took, right, as you know. If I took you, a sleeve with me. If you play a tournament, and a pro tournament, and you you start with a pro V1, a certain pro V1, you have to finish the, that round with that pro V1. You can't swap ball during a
0: round. So you can't go from a, a pro V1 to an X? No. Really? So you have to use, yeah, because if, if you
1: go out and the greens are firm, you didn't realise, and you think, I could do with a ball with a bit more spin and you're doing the round, it's like changing your driver like a degree or two, you know? You that's really interesting
2: then. So when you're playing in like club competitions and stuff,
1: you know, for an 18 handicap, who's
2: just out got, random balls? he's just got a jump, yeah. he's Start got
0: of a Pro V1X and the fizzle top flight XL. He's got a, I mean,
2: <laughs> doesn't a, doesn't, it um, doesn't, like, doesn't apply to me. Get, I, yeah. I put off my wages into time. Well, it's, it's yeah. But thought, that's a really, it? really Downwind interesting thing. Downwind you one
0: ball and into the wind you a different ball. Yeah, because
2: like, yeah, you hit pin, a penalty area
1: and then you you know you have put a pinnacle into the lake and all you've TP five into a wedge. When I teed <laughs> off that tournament on that first hole, you can change it the next day. It's yeah, a different day. Yeah, of course, start of a new round. Yeah, but on that first round, I knew I had two Pro Vs and I knew I couldn't lose mine. There's a quite a bit of water around there and certain things. So I was like, I'm, I'm that's it. I've a got sleeve. these two balls and that's it. So so a, is is a it, sleeve two. So a a, 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 a you, sleeve is eight hundred dirhams. You down to one ball. Yeah, yeah, I was I was down to one ball, and so there's, there's I, I could have hit
0: three of the next four holes.
1: Hundred percent, and I could have, yeah, I could have been completely out of it. Uh, That's but mental. And then on the last round, I had to use a used ball because the first two rounds I used obviously two balls. So third round, I had to use a usable. Even though you knew you were in for a good check, you just refused to pay 800 dirhams for another sleeve. They didn't have, They did, by the way, they didn't. <laughs> this is it. So this made me sound, they didn't have any of the balls in the pro shop and the pro Vs that they did have were a different pro V1. Mate, Henry so must have had I about used. 2,000 using, revolutions in his bag. He was bag. using using Xs. Oh, I couldn't get a hold of him. I text Zane, didn't I, before the yeah, tournament did, started. Yeah. And he He asked me about the Calloways, Calloways, Because off man had some. And he was like, it's good and I couldn't tee off in the tournament with a ball that I didn't know. Nah. So I just thought, I'm just gonna go with it. It was my fault then, yeah? Yeah. No, it wasn't your fault, because I I managed to use that ball the whole time. I take the blame because it's not what he said. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Off pod.
2: Anyway, well done, second place. Oh, good though. Uh, you've had a good uh, yeah. season, to be fair. Like, Thank you. Calendar year-wise, for someone who's kind of yeah. got got comfortable with where you want to be of a golfer and the rest of it, you, where you've gone and played, you've been competitive every single time you've played professional golf this year. So yeah. I think you should take a lot out of that. Thanks, mate.
0: Round of applause. Well no, Nice. In well, there stall, you go. Applause. So second place finish in the King of Mad Trophy over three rounds. Good things for next year. Yeah. Go nice. On. So uh, then... James and I played a bit of golf in, in Dubai, which we chatted about last week. Yep. I had the pleasure of playing some of the Lions Den events, which, were our, which are held at the Ailes Club in Dubai. And last week, it's basically like an organised money game. And last week, we had we had a PJ Tour player, Challenge Tour player, DP World player, a Live Tour player and L.E.T. golfers in it. It was um really decent yeah. field. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a big field, but everyone in it was really good. And it's such a good uh, environment to play to play golfing because you, you you start to fancy yourself as a bit of a golfer.
1: Fancy.
0: A bit <laughs> fancy. And then, um, you know, you're playing quite well. And then last week, got to play with Thomas Dietrich. And Thomas Dietrich is someone who I've commentated on, on Sky because he's been playing really well on the PGA Tour since he's gone there. And, you know, been digging him up because he hits the ball like nice and high and straight. And he just continued that. And to see it in real life is quite... You know, haven't been away from the tour for a little while. In person, it's quite impressive to watch.
1: Perfect course for that as well, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Lots of carries or like yeah. pins that you have to fly it high.
0: Was well, he? He looks really long on telly. Is he like long? Long? He's not. No, nah, he's not a bomber. He hits. He does hit it a long way. He hits it very high and very straight. Doesn't curve the ball very much. Hits the ball like he's long, but he's not like obscenely long. But he right. looks
1: like someone that's got an extra thirty in him if he needs it. Yeah, possibly,
0: possibly. But he, he loved just loved playing golf. I mean, like this all this week because he lives out there. So he lives there, plays a bit on the DP. But he's kind of saying that he's fully committing to the PGA Tour now because of just so much, so much money. The amount of events that he said were he has got 20 million dollar purses just it's yeah. insane really
2: mm. next spring onwards the, yeah. the the card just looks unreal it's like eight eight twenty eight twenty twenty eight mm. eight you know yeah. huge
0: purses and I think he's pretty much almost kept his card
2: right with the points he's achieved
0: already yeah, he's been in contention quite a bit already and it just it does just suit him down to the ground I think Europe you know what he didn't really um I think his talent probably has exceeded his performances in Europe even though he's done pretty well in Europe. I don't know whether he would think he'd do better, but looking at his game, you think, oh, this guy would have won two or three tournaments a year. That hasn't happened, but I think he would. He's more suited to the PGA mm. Tour than than anywhere else, really. And he's an, he's absolutely in, in the right space. And you know what? He doesn't seem to like doesn't seem to pick at his game very much. I think he likes to play quite a little bit, mm. quite a bit. I was ch- um, I put a post up, and Ollie Fisher was saying that he just loves playing golf probably partly because he's a new baby, so it's probably a nice way to get out of the house <laughs> and get out of the the, uh, the baby duties and so forth. But, yeah, really good. Played with another guy who was a guy called Pat, who was hilarious. And anyone know Thomas Dietrich? knows that he wears, like, coloured gloves? Yeah. And he was wearing a blue glove. And, the, and we, get, we get in the first, he goes, what time do you start your shift tonight? Like, what are you talking about? He goes you've well, got your nurses' glove on, <laughs> <laughs> and just gave him shit about it all day long. But he took it in a, he took it in very very good spirits. Pat Wells, yeah, it was, it was um yeah, it was good fun. But yeah, it's, and then obviously before I said last week I play with, like, with Todd Clements, who's obviously in great form, and he did pretty well this week oh. in his opening event on the DP World Tour. He ended up finishing about thirty third, thirty fourth. But it was you know he was top twenty all week until until a slightly poor finish. Um, but yeah, good to see uh, him press on from there. Um, He's in the
2: top ten going into the final round. He's tied ninth, and yeah, just went back a little bit. But you know, just to finish that off, you had your own second place in the
0: Bedrock in Dubai as well. Mate, G- game's in pretty good shape. Yeah, second place to Todd. Funny enough, actually, yeah, nearly nearly caught the little bastard, but he held like a fifteen front on seventeen for a par, which was a bit annoying. But never mind, never mind. Now for a, for a retired part timer, maybe I'll have a little comeback. Um, bit left in the tank yeah there is a bit left in there I still got I I knocked it past him by about 15-20 yards on the first and he hated it (laughs) absolutely hated it but onto the DP World Tour I mean I didn't get to watch any golf I was doing a bit of traveling and so forth what went on there
2: yeah it was really um um, yeah I was fortunate enough to catch quite a lot of it and it was uh, well I think probably the best way to describe it an absolute Cinderella story with this lad Daniel Bradbury who'd Who's come out of North England? seemed to just be keep producing golfers at the moment. And was there on a sponsor's invite. invite had only yeah. had experience, I think, of three um, professional tournaments before. If I heard right, he's a, a Florida State golfer, but has left college early. Must have. Uh, he's only just recently turned twenty-one, I think. And um, was it the Joburg Open? Joburg Open, yeah. And has decided to pursue his. Um, well, he's obviously obviously turned professional because he's you know he's picked up a winner's check. And looking at his rounds as well, he's like coming back to your point about not taking the foot off the gas. I mean, he's just, he's gone low the entire week. He's past 73. I think his worst round was 69 and it might've been because he bogeyed the last, but he was five, six under for the lion's share of, of the last round. But again, when we were talking about um, how Rahm operated Zed last week in the DP world, every time somebody made a birdie, Rahm would come back. He, he did that and he had Sammy Valamaki in his final group who's already an existing winner on tour. You Know and he was playing amongst he was playing amongst a lot of the
1: experienced South Africans and they, who have a huge
2: pool that, at these events. That's
1: such a big thing when you, when you play in South Africa, yeah. they know their their like, terrain and their course and their grass. They are so good out and, there, and they had some massive crowds to be fair. It was, it was a really, really
2: decent event for a million dollar purse. Like they had a really, really big following there. The hospitality was really well put together, there are people crowded around, and this guy. I mean, honestly, just
1: tee to green game was so impressive. His yeah. course management was so impressive. I've actually been in that situation. I've actually played the Joburg Open off an invite um, when I first come for it in a very similar sort of time to him. And so to be, I know what that's like and to feel that pressure when you're there and you feel like you've got to be, yeah, you feel like a very small fish in a big pond. And for him to actually win in that situation, so would yeah. you say of him as a person? Oh, which is is impressive. So composed. I mean, you
2: know, mix and match clothing. He had like puma shirt on, nike shoes. Did you know, it, like only you would notice
1: that stuff though. I know. Clubs. But uh, you know, yeah, two only two layers under his uh, <laughs> pitching wedge grip instead of his seven. I left like no, three it, layers.
2: <laughs> no, I just I found it. I, I found it. I was I was just read this three I was properly I was properly in awe of how impressive it was. You know, you, you really like it would. With the utmost respect to him, you would expect in that situation the lack of kind of competition experience to just get you. You know, even even if he'd gone and shot level par in the final round and finished mm. in the top three, which would have got him in the next week, it would have been a really, really respectful performance, yeah. you know. But I don't know. I'm going to come back to a point in a second. But he arrived on Wednesday as well. Only played, I think he only played the front or the back nine and then went straight out it's just super super impressive and he he led all week um did he wire to wire
1: yeah yeah wire to wire led all week wow and did you say he's a, co- a college player?
2: Yeah, and that's the point I was going to make. I just, there's something going on in this collegiate system. I said to Zed when we were walking around Dubai Hills, like, one of the things I'd really like to do next year is go and watch a collegiate event and just find out how good the quality is because that's anyone good. who's coming out of this system now just seems to be like tournament ready straight out the gate. And it's just crazy. Like The, the rookie's now coming into the PGA Tour. This lad now, straight out of American College, I mean, like I said, like I said, why to wire. two eight unders in in, in a in a twenty two under or twenty one under par winning score It's phenomenal.
1: Really, um, really impressive. So these, if you look at them scores every week, they're always low, right? They're making loads and loads of birdies. Yeah, and it goes back to that point when Zane said to me about when you're going low, how do you keep going low? Mm. You just got to get comfortable making loads of birdies. Yeah. That is something you have to get comfortable with, and these boys out there doing that and girls are really getting comfortable. Because they see, have to every single week. We didn't make, see, it, it did yeah, make I a bogey it, into it eighteen.
0: Make, it almost makes it easier. I think it's a bit like when you play Challenge Tour, having come out of amateur golf, which is around like you know the linked courses, which you know level par a good score. Then you go to the Challenge Tour, and then you're shooting fifteen under and coming top twenty. All of a sudden, like when you're like five six under in a good, you know, a field of good scoring, five or six hundred just gets really easy because that yeah. becomes your new path. Yeah, and making birdies, and you just you're, you're surrounded by other golfers that are making also making five, six, seven birdies around, yeah. and it just it almost makes your comfort zone, yeah, easier by your surroundings, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, also, little... it just unlocks a little bit of belief. Yeah, it? when you're used to making them birdies and you make a few, it's like and then you go and play an event like that, you, you know, you can do it, yeah, it was, you, you do it all the time. It, what, was in, what was quite impressive is you saw. Uh, the
2: sixth hole was the telling hole. It's the only time he missed the middle of the club face, what looked like all week really. Um, and then he's kind of trying to play catch up a bit, tough par four, you know, he's tried to get him, dig himself out of trouble. Um, he's, hit a, he's hit a bit of a bad chip. So now all of a sudden he's, he's green side playing four on a par four, looking like he really is going to make double, to be honest, chips in, hits the pin kind of flush, chips in, you think, oh, you got away with one there. Um, and it didn't rattle him. He got straight back on the next tee and just got back into his groove and didn't actually drop a shot in his final round until the 18th, where he free whacked. So, what was his lead on
1: 18? Free? Oh,
2: really? Yeah, so he, had a, he had a free shot lead, but he still used driver. It's funny it's how ma- that always
1: happens, isn't it? Really like people free part or four part the 18th? Yeah, really long,
2: long par four 18 at Joburg. You know, yeah. it's like long and narrow, and he's just hit this tight pull cut all week. Bang, 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 bang. Just had it on a string. Gets the driver out, not not gone down the bag or anything. Just like nukes it down there, yeah, it's a good... hits it a little bit long right, and then um, yeah, and then just just gets a bit of a jumper out the fringe as you can with that grass. That's, is it like the kikuyu grass they get there, Zed in in South Africa? It can be a bit bit yeah. bit Kukui. funny.
1: To, yeah, you to... played. You've been there, haven't you? yeah. I played it. Yeah, kikuyu. Yeah. It's it's sort of the ball. Normally though, it can sit on top because the blade's so thick of the grass. Yeah. it sits right on top. You get some serious cheddar off that. <laughs> <laughs> Gear it, and then uh, yeah, but then he's
2: tapped in. He's left it on the lip, tapped in, made his made it. But he didn't like. um He could tell that like it started to sink in as he got up to the green, and then there was hordes of crowds around him because he he didn't do the traditional thing with a winner where he like you know he was like, no, wait nah. to put it out. Yeah, he he get it in. Nah, he, okay get this done. Like yeah, he was about Fair eight enough. foot out, and someone else was six foot, and he's like, no, no, I'll go, and then just left it on the left it on the lip, put a marker down, and then mate, he's kind of mate, he's tapped in, and, and then he's just gone and tapped in and. And it's just all kind he of. He done the right thing then, no? Well, yeah. no, he, no, he putted from. He had an eight foot part. Yeah. Yeah. And then, mate, he had a six foot part. I'm just saying, technically, he, he would have. You normally, you'd back yourself, wouldn't you, mate? He gets out of the way and then you think you're going to hold it. So you, hold, you technically yeah. hold the last part. If, if he'd hold the eight footer, you couldn't have started rupturing with roars and stuff. Yeah. The, the, the tournament's still ongoing. I'll but tell you what, I not anyway. give a shit.
0: No, no it's one.
2: <laughs> then he then he ran off to the uh, back of the green. His mum watched him all week, um, and his dad was at home at Wakefield Golf Club. They had everyone in there. Oh, that's awesome! Had uh, a camera down there watching it. His dad was bricking it. To be fair, like his dad just didn't want to talk. But the captain of the golf club was there, and yeah, just what a, a massive, massively special moment, Cinderella story. Laughing <came out. laughs> like, up. Story.
0: Well, well, congratulations on the first time winner, Dan Bradbury. There was another tournament on the DP World Tour, and. The winner was the probably the best player of the not best players <laughs> in the world. I saw you having a bit of banter yeah, about this. I had Twitter. a bit of banter with uh, with Mark Crossfield, one of James's favourites. Um I'm sure you must watch all his videos. No. He yeah, must do. Come on. Don't don't lie. No thanks. Um yeah. not for me. So Cam Smith won that one. Live tour player, win on the D P world. Yeah. Win by three shots. I mean, He's had a great year. He's won so many times now, and probably a little bit of a, a stick it up to all the people that said that you, couldn't, you now couldn't play four rounds. He seemed to dominate that <laughs> one all the way through.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously, very, yeah, probably, I mean, na- native land, you know, probably easy to get lagers straight after that, isn't it? You know, um, all his boys that have been around. I mean, look, yeah, he's a phenomenal golfer. I think he's probably the one that the PGA Tour are going to miss the most because we, we saw him keep. Challenging and challenging over the last few years, and he just looks like he gets better every year. Every year, I, I still feel like for me, even though it was great to see Scheffler win, we watched him at the Masters. I, I thought he was the best golfer at the Masters, and I, I really felt like. Uh, he's going to win a Masters really, really soon if he can if he can play in them. We'll find out in April. Um, yeah, a short game, 100%. Yeah, and then, you know, went and won the Open Championship in emphatic style. And and obviously and the players. Yeah, and then obviously won, I think he won his first week on Liv as well at Boston. I'm pretty sure it was his, his maiden tournament on Liv he won. And then yeah to come out to Australia. He's just winning all around the world. He's a he's a proper, proper global golfer now. Proper.
1: Just proper. shows you, shows you how, um, how strong he is mentally. Yeah. Like, you've got to think... The players, he's yeah. hit that crazy shot out of the trees with to the rock a draw, mullet and still just, just yeah, exactly that exactly. But then to make up and down from where he did after that, because you'd be a bit, you think you'd be a bit rattled to hit that no, wedge shot. That was a good did.
0: shot when he where he hit it? he was up, up the right, chipped out into the yeah. water, but took that, the drop, and then what was like a sixty yard shot. Yeah, yeah. And we were at Sawgrass at that time, and we were sat in the room with with um with James Heath, and he hit this shot, and as it landed. We were both just lying on our beds, and he's like, Said man, said man, did you see that? Did you see that? (laughs) It was was a classic shot. I was on
1: the seventeenth in the stands, watching him hit that shot into there as well, Mm. which was seriously special. But
0: you know what though? It's weird though, because he's like kind of mentally strong without being like like arrogant. mentally strong. Like he he came out and said last week that you know he had he had struggled with the thoughts of like was he doing the right thing." Yeah. going to live and it wasn't a, straight, a straightforward situation whereas I think you would see like a Brooks Koepka would would whether he would or wouldn't he wouldn't let he wouldn't let you in to know whether he no. had struggled with it he would say no no I didn't whatever that yeah. was fine whereas Cam Smith is quite aware of his own self and he's confident enough to say like yeah it was quite tough actually and I did actually he kind of owns what is actually going on but then doesn't like doesn't pander to it and, and crumble He he still like seems to be able to turn it around and Come out on top, like 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 that win at Sawgrass. I mean, you could say it's, it's mentally weak to chip it out into the water. It's a ridiculous shot. Like, well, I remember watching it, and this is only one place. For this I've been there a bunch of times. It's a yeah. slope, chipping down a slope toward the water. It's always going to go there. So is that that is that mentally weak. Yeah, of course it is. But then it's able to have the resolve and the you know to then step up and put that out of his mind yeah. and just keep playing.
1: Hundred percent. And then take Rory. Down the stretch at the home of golf
0: yeah, and duff him up, yeah, yeah, duff him
1: well, up. I I thought when we were oh, at the Masters, that. still like, that's <laughs> r-
0: that, that that is second, that is second to the the Stuart Sink, top what's Open. That is, <laughs> just, yeah, Stuart Sink, and can we just give Stuart Sink and Cam for another? Just boys, yeah. just yeah, just just wait till next year, will you? <laughs> but that i'm 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 similar, a I'm similar to you
2: if i go to an event I, like i find the practice range like as good as any area to go and watch a golfer you can get as close to him you can stand right behind him down the line and watch him fly it and i think you and i both sat and watched him with a uh, little palmetto cheese for half half an hour and he was a fucking serious flusher i mean like he was so impressive
1: he just knew what he was doing didn't he he had his track man down he just looked like he was going through all of his yardages didn't really miss a shot and you know he he just knew what he was doing. I think it's really difficult though in one of the
2: most elite golf tournaments in the world to maybe a slightly better golfer who, who sees flights and stuff like that. You, you, to, to, to feel like he's actually in a window above everybody else that, like, on the range with him. I, just, I felt like he flighted it in a window that was just completely he different. He were not betting a Tiger though,
1: was he? No, no, Tiger was a joke. Yeah, Tiger, um, the wind was down off the left and he it, no one... Every, being down for me I wouldn't hit too many balls on a range when the wind's off the left where I go and play because it's not a knife wind wind off your back so he Tiger come out didn't he Yeah, far left of the range literally furthest left bit In it across the range far right so he was going down the wind so it wasn't bothering him yeah
2: and no that, one that, done that it was just experience wasn't it I mean yeah Tiger I, I think I said to you and me walking down Tiger, Tommy and and Cam Smith were in yeah, a different class, like ball striking wise. Like Tommy was just sat there hitting four irons because they had on that range there. It was almost like a top trace range that was on the wall, and you could see the the pin that Tommy was going to. I think it was like two two seven, wasn't it? And he was hitting like four irons to the dispersion to the hole was just filth. Yeah. And then Cam Smith was on the right hand side of the range, you know, with that sweeping left wind,
1: which he does hit a fade, but he had it so controlled in that yeah, wind, just, just like rip 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 rip. But back to my like. And then to go to live tour for him, t- and then to obviously get over that and win, mm. you know, being mentally strong, and then also going back to his home and winning in Australia on home soil for the third time was it the third time, or for us or maybe yeah, I, I might be so. wrong there. But to do that, you know, it's he's someone that it shouts to me majors. Yeah, o- lots lot of them. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, but then this is the this is the whole if thing, isn't it? Like if he. If he continues to travel outside of the live, um if he cloud. if he continues to travel outside the live until pay these sort of sort of events, I think it will stand him in really good stead yeah if he Stagnan. starts to like sit back and be like why well, do i don't I don't need to travel now, I've got all this money, and I can just pay the live events and you know have a tear up on the jet and do that sort of stuff he really keep his like competitiveness up. I don't know that. That's the bit that I don't think still sits that. out for me is that is that at the moment they're running off the back of the they're still coming kind up of hot of a full year of golf and being competitive. I th- I, I believe that uh, if if you get golfers to sit back and just play live for you know two to three seasons. I think They're going to start to fall really short of the majors coming up against a Rory McElroy, who's competing against 150 yeah. golfers over four rounds. I completely agree. Um, with that. At, you know, and having, having to be sharp because you're being pushed. So, it's not the fact
2: that it's like four round tournaments, you mean it's just the competitive edge of playing in in competitions where people are staying match sharp because they're playing more regularly.
0: It's a, li- it's, a it's all of the above. Like, it, it is four rounds because there's a different rhythm, as Josh will attest to, there's a different rhythm to playing. A two-round tournament to a three-round tournament to a four-round tournament like a two-round tournament is a bit of a sprint You you start your day thinking right everyone's even par now at some point tomorrow evening you know like uh you so are gonna get a winner and you, you feel like you're in contention from the beginning on a three-round tournament you've now got a cut to contend with which does have a slightly different rhythm depending on how you start if you if you get off to a flyer then you're not even thinking about it but if you don't, it does play into your mind a little bit, and there's certain energy to playing to get yourself through the cut to give yourself a chance going to the last round. But also, but then the third round, you then you then the shackles are off and you're going for it because you want to try and win. Whereas when it's four rounds, you then you, you're managing yourself to get make sure you get through the cut because you want to give yourself you're jostling for position to get to the weekend. And in the third round, yeah, you don't want to go. You know, you want to have a good round, but you're not going to go all out because you're thinking actually two very good rounds is going to get me through here. If I go all out, I might have a complete storm and yeah. shoot nine under, but I might shoot one over which pays me out for tomorrow and then you've got a really boring Sunday. And also
1: four rounds is normally a, a bigger purse event, normally. So you're also... Definitely more of, world ranking points. You're also trying to stay sort of in that top 20 and round. You're not getting too all out because if you drop down, it can also cost you a lot more money. So, so here's one.
0: And, and the depth in the fields. The yeah. de- depth in the fields is just a thing. Like the, the, the... Your man who's 100 on the order of merit on the... Uh, on the PJ tour is a really freaking good player. Mm. And, and like it or not, Peter Uline has been playing really well on the live. Yeah. He was struggling to be a, a, a hundred ranked player on the PJ tour. So, you know, yeah. you, you're gonna, you need to be around good players, best players.
2: And here's one from, from an amateur's perspective, I've really only got to a point in my amateur career where I, I play two round golf. And I think there's still periods when you manage the competition better when I've had better finishes where you can have a couple of, Of bad holes, and you've got enough time to to build it back in. Do you think, as golfers who've played a lot of four round tournament golf and subsequently three round, you know, like you don't have to be on your A game for seventy two holes or fifty four holes. You can have periods where you just grind it out a little bit and refine your rhythm, and then get back into it. You know, like
0: from yeah, from watching, you know, from like watching loads of the golf like I do now, doing the the commentary. Say most weeks, you know, at some point, each golfer in the field has a, a rough half an hour, and if you if you watch on the weekends. Every now and again, you get a player who goes through, who just cruises. But pretty much, even the winner, you'd have like a, a rocky 20 to 30 minutes where you just got to weather the storm. Yes. And then they come out the other side of it. It just happens time and time again. And, yeah. I, you know, I feel like I've watched more golf, as much golf now as when I was probably like, when I was a kid, basically. Because, yeah. you, you know, you sit there with, you, with with my dad and watch every bit of golf. We could find along with the like the David Ledbetter VHS tapes <laughs> uh, during the week when the golf wasn't on. It's it did here, but it's the same. Uh, it's it's the same thing. Like it's just there's no there's no way around it. Whether you're an amateur golfer playing your weekend golf or you're Tony Finau who's like uh, smashing it in a PGA Tour event, there's like there's a two to three hole period where your whole weekend, whether it be your weekend with the boys or the weekend on the tour, could go completely awry mm. and somehow. Just keep your head on for that. It, and you know what? It doesn't last. Yeah, Like like when you have a good run, you know, for anyone who goes out this weekend and plays, you might have a good, you might go birdie, birdie, par, or birdie, par, par, which might be good for your standard. For a tour goal, it might be like eagle, birdie, birdie. You get all up and excited. By the way, that all run out that feeling and at some point it will go south. Yeah. 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 But exactly the same, when it is going south, it that uh, it doesn't go south forever. It goes it does go the other way, but you yeah. somehow just gotta like work your way through I think it. It's Each a big thing of being
1: level headed because a lot of sometimes if someone has a bad finish, you know, like it's just timing of when that rough patch comes. Mm. You know, if it becomes a common denominator where it always is at the end, then there might be something going on there. But yeah like if it just comes at an end of a round and it, it costs you like don't always think like you've absolutely like done your pants because you you might not have it might have just you know come at at that time that rough patch and i think that is a if you accept that when you know you're going to have them patches Mm -hmm. and you've got the acceptance that you also hit bad shots it helps you so much more to stay level-headed
0: yeah which we we, you know people talk about not compounding errors like happens a lot you know make a double bogey get on the next and just like just just do what. Make your strategy, not not uh, not how you approach hitting the actual shot, but make your strategy just so like, you just don't fuck up. Yeah, like, there's just just let's not not fuck up for the next like two holes, and then uh, kind of go again and build it up again. We had to Andy Wright on on the not fucking up kind of ethos, and he he got through tour school like more than anybody I've ever known. And I bumped into him at the, at the clubhouse in signed I think I had tour school coming up, and I said to him, and it was like you're good at tour school. Like what's the, what is the key to getting through Q school? Like you don't so many times. And he's quite a straightforward, like simple talking, you know, guy. And he had a little thing for about five, six seconds. He said, <laughs> you know what, Zane, all you got to do is just not fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I was imagining some amazing uh, uh, recipe for how you get through. And I was, and actually and that year I got to finals and, and I hadn't, I hadn't got the finals before. And I kind of went through thinking, you know what, just, just don't fuck up. Well, what that means is just don't make a terrible decision. You're gonna you hit a bad shot, but just, yeah. just don't mess up. Like, you have to mess up a little bit. just not completely fuck it up.
1: Yeah, putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. And going back to that first round in Bahrain for me, where I hadn't played too much, that was one of my things. Was like I said, give myself a bit more room, play aggressive to them yeah. spots, and then also pace putting. I was like if I can just leave my ball near the hole and I'm tapping in. It's taking yeah. so much pressure off yeah, myself. Accumulate with the three, bars, or four footers. Yeah. And I you know, just build my way in from yeah, there.
0: Build confidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, The low expectation, high flow state. Boy. So uh, yeah. the the women's golf, the L.E.T., had their final event. I saw... Um, watched all of that as well. Saw Olivia Cowan. She was in Dubai previously with Todd, with her boyfriend Todd. She was playing quite nicely. She came top 10, I believe. Yep. And then I didn't get to watch any of the golf. But James, you watched it. Wall, the wall to wall coverage i did yeah we just seem to have watched a
2: lot of golf this weekend um you know what it's like final round on a sunday in because it's in spain it's kind of that prime golf time joeberg's a few hours ahead so it's, it's it's right in that prime sort of in between kind of lunch and roast dinner time like on the telly and i gotta say they didn't disappoint it was really 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 good golf and actually the way in which the coverage was was coming across Sophie Walker was on it It is really good as you know Zed and uh you know Sophie always bringing her energy through and she was starting to kind of tell a story about actually how she could really see the European Solheim Cup team unfolding here and you know then you actually start to get to understand a little bit the profile of these girls you've got this really young girl Maya Stark who's super energetic and just kind of just seems to like take the shell off the golf ball all the time really always plays on the front foot and I really set- like that
1: term
0: like take the shell off it
1: yeah what What is that J- she Jason, just rips it Jason yeah. Day said
0: that Jason Day said when he uh, he had that really good stretch um, when he was at like world number one they said oh, what do you do what do you try and do when you're under pressure and he just said I was trying to knock the shell off it <laughs> um <laughs> and she was getting unstuck at the 17th on both
2: the third and fourth round which is a is is it, it's 490 it's a very reachable par 5 for some of the slightly longer hitters on the on the ladies tour and there's this bush on the right-hand side and she just fanned this uh fanned this this hybrid into it both days and and not not been able to capitalize and then It's the first opportunity I've really got to see live this girl, Lynn Grant, who you've been talking up for quite some time now, and she didn't disappoint. I mean, she'd struggled in the third round. Whoever finished higher in this competition between her and Maya Stark was going to win the race to Costa del Sol, which is their their order of merit. And uh, she started the day a shot ahead of Maya Stark and shot eight under round two. Uh, And it was just, round four, sorry. And it was just nuts how good it was. I mean, this girl is just out of this world and she's got all the way around to this 17th she's one back off the lead which is currently 16 under she's 15 under hits a kind of like controlled driver down just short of the bunker she's got 235 pin she's got I think like a a weak freeward in her hand like Sophie's a weak Freewood. Yeah. Like, how absolutely. do you know it? forward? <laughs> well, they're just describing it. Yeah, it's got more loft on it. Forward. There you go. I'm only repeating words. Anyway, it. They think it's gone off on this this right line as well, uh, and they're like, "Oh, we're worried about right side here," but she's obviously just hit a little, just hit a little fade. And she's hit it to four foot rolls it in makes eagle has a has a look for birdie on the last from twenty five feet so it's really interesting finish this course that um, they're the playing in Spain finishes par five par five par three so from a kind of finish there's nice. a lot going on Good. and then you know but the but the overall winner Caroline Hedwall who then you hear her story like you know she raced onto tour another Swedish girl. Like, you know, won very early on, then had a big, big break, won again in 2018. And then she keeps finishing close, like keeps losing out in the final round, gets all the way to the end, gets herself into a playoff with uh, Morgan machu is that right? Mathieu, I believe, who is uh, Harry Ellis's girlfriend. Oh. Um and uh, she's another American collegiate. Uh, she's come out of American college, but Swiss girl, but speaks f- um, phenomenal English. I mean, she didn't miss a shot all week. Again, really, really impressed. She just didn't have a putt drop. And this playoff just keeps going on and on and on. And they're very right. They were like, look, someone's going to win this. It's not going to be someone losing it because they keep playing this par three. And then they played the par five 17th once, both halved the hole. And then um, Caroline Headball, you know her length came through and she managed to hit it to the back of the green uh, and then had a 12-footer down the hill which she held for birdie and, and that was that and she, she gets her win but but this Morgan Matru, she managed to keep her card on the LPGA by finishing in the she had to finish in the top five a week before finished fourth so kept her LPGA card came straight over to this tournament I mean it's just it was just a, uh, I've been fairly critical sometimes you loved it didn't you I've been loved fa- it he's, I have. he's, he's I was, lived every moment here I was I've been a bit critical I think of of some of the game and you know and short games and things like that and how they operate under pressure and things like that. But I've got to say, the standard of golf was really, really impressive. And from a European standpoint, I found it uh, you know really exciting going into a Solheim Cup. Europe now, obviously Charlie's come back into form. George has been at a high standard now for a long, long time. There's obviously a lot of these new rookie girls that are coming through that are really putting their foot down. I think the only disappointing thing I took out of the week was... Lynn's obviously won the Costa del Sol in her rookie season, which is amazing, really. I mean, her, her stats were a joke. 17 tournaments, four wins. She finished in the top 10, 10 out of 16 tournaments, which is just nuts. But she can't play on the LPGA because she, she refuses to get say. vaccinated. I, I, I think there's more to the
1: story yeah, than that. She basically it's
0: kept an LPGA tour card without playing in America. Because
1: earning enough yeah. points. Doing so, the yeah. majors, yeah. But... This this the
2: vaccination status now? I did a bit of research on it afterwards to find out whether or not it was. Is it, is it your head's gone? It is a little bit because I like yeah, because yeah. they are <laughs> um, because uh, you know they're sort of saying that she's a world number one in the waiting. In watching her play, you can see it, but. There's no way just with the points that go to the LET in comparison to the LPGA, mm. she's managed to get herself to twentieth in the world through what she's done this year. But unless she goes and which she only got four opportunities a year now, well actually no, that's not even true. She's only got two of the four majors she can play in because they won't let her play the majors in America um, where she can go. She's going to have to win the tournaments to kind of progress into the top ten in the world unless she finds a way around playing in the LPGA. I don't think she can get to They've world number and one. Got to scrap
1: all this vaccination soon, though, though have not they? Yeah.
2: She said she'll go and play it when uh, they find a course, but there's a personal reason within her family where she refuses to get vaccinated and it's that's that. Enough. So she'll stay on the L.E.T. until, that, until that's sorted out. It, it seems like it's going
0: right her, for her, doesn't it? Her, <laughs> yeah. like she's be playing right, so it's fair enough.
2: It'd
1: be good to see her and Nelly go down the stretch head-to-head, head, wouldn't it?
2: yeah same age like same sort of profile of golfer both flush it can't find a weakness in their game I mean that would be wicked to be to watch to be honest that would yeah, be really
1: good that would be
0: good yeah, it's, it's, the standard of women's golf this year has been really really good how good would so it be, be good to see
1: a ladies masters I know they do the amateur one but it should be the top prize that's got to come, it's isn't? Got
0: to come. It's got they're to, doing the amateur aren't they so they're going to do the pro one surely. do you reckon they should do at they, some point I think they should at some point Let's see why not? Okay, so we've got a couple of questions from the listeners through the Instagram. Mark Sheehan07 said, If you could only play one golf hole forever, what would it be? Where would it be? That'd be a long one, wouldn't it?
1: i <laughs> a par three every not time. Not the 15th of Bahrain. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one and golf hole. I'll tell you what is a good hole. Go and on. People don't tell us. I would say. 16th at Sawgrass is a good hole
0: yeah it's a good hole lots going on they've got a draw it off the tee yep. bit of decision making for the second shot it's good around the green
1: yeah you've got a good lay up or you can mm-hmm. go for it a bit of water at the green yeah I just think it's a good hole it's got everything nice good on the eye okay
0: one hole forever yeah could hit a driver as well yeah, that yeah like it? that's a problem you could say a par 3 but then you'd, only, you'd never yeah, it a wood ever again it'd terrible. be terrible You're a shocker James? Well,
2: I would play a par for I'd play the 16th for Augusta because I think it's my best chance of a hole in one. Okay. Fair play.
0: Yeah, if you played that rest of your day, you'd have to have a hole in one. Yeah. You wouldn't you'd die a happy man if you didn't. Nah.
1: It'd be easier if you're a little fan. You then, what about one that you've played? Nah.
0: <laughs> if I had to play a hole, out
2: of the holes I've played, Mill 9 at Wisley, yeah. I just, um, I just, I just, I would just, I just feel like I just, uh, I've just uh, got Unfinished. Uh, unf- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, re- I actually really like the golf holes. So I just want to kind of overcome it. it Sort of suits me really, soft left to right. I mean, should be good round it. But wind uh, off the left though a
0: lot there, isn't it? Yeah, it's wind off the left a lot. Overriding it.
2: Yeah, it's a bit fancy, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a weird question. It's never going to happen, so I don't really know how to, how to, how to answer
1: it. I'd, yeah, just pick a hole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if I could pick
2: loads of holes, I picked a hole and you, I picked a hole and you knocked it. No, I didn't mm.
0: knock it, just the one you played. One I've played. Yeah, so Mill 9. Guess so. Mill 9 out of Wisley. Okay, what would be mine? Mine would be, you know the um, you know the, you know the new course at Sandell. Then at par five is it number six? Yeah, nice. Like kind of up left, left to right thing. Really up the hill. You yeah, like just kind of love standing on that tee. It's like a real quiet spot in the golf course. You can yeah. see loads, and then you could go, go drive off the cor- across the corner. Yeah, you can hit your three with straight down. Then the second shot, you have got a high flight four iron or whatever it is. Try and stop it on top. If you miss it, you've got, you've got, yeah, you go. You got a little good. spinner or a bump.
1: That's yeah, a good one. That is yeah. one of them holes where you know when you play these holes. And there's been a tournament there, and there's always this story of this legend of a player, like like oh, Tiger drove the 18th old head. Yeah, exactly. There's no way
0: he driven that. No, hard.
1: no there, way. There's one there for me with Kuros off the back tee, and I always say he cleared the corner onto the next hole, and it's this is like a 450 yard carry, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just get on there. Okay, every time it gets mentioned, I'm like that is Stop impossible.
0: Lying. It's impossible. Uh, so much lying going on. <laughs> Makes make for a good a good myth for the, for the caddies, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a couple more. We've got, how do you see 2023 panning out for Liv? I think it'll pan out pretty well. I think we're going to see the teams come into effect and a lot of chat come up around that. We, I mean, we've spoken loads about that. But I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be a good year for the Liv, but more so around the, the teams and the chatter away from golf still I still don't think that you're going to get a lot of people watching it and like it's not going to hold the same held in the same hour because watching the PGA I tour think,
1: I think it's going to do well because I think the DP World Tour is going to um, I think it's going to struggle from now on
2: I don't know I don't know um, if I agree with that I, not, think yeah, I, I, I think know, there's I more think money going to DP World Tour I think a lot of people are quite optimistic about DP World, to tour. On
0: DP World Tour yeah
2: I agree we'll see um, and, and, then- and I think and this was this was a week where it was uh, you know it was a, it was one of their reduced field smaller purse funds there are two events going on I have got another one this week both in Oz and in South Africa and still the standard of golf was very good mm. so I agree with both points I I think that the DP world will still prosper and I think Liv will I think it'd be a really good development year let they say they've got seven or eight new players to announce and I think on the other side of it they're going to they're now saying that they're going to start dropping some players as well so it be really
1: interesting to see what happens to those
2: guys and what they do with their careers.
1: I think the DP tour is only as good as it is because of a couple of sponsors. And if they go, I think it might be a bit. I think issue. there's
2: more money going in because they've obviously got some new cash going in. New cash. Bangers everywhere. See, Bangers.
0: Also, just real quickly, actually, which has been brought up, uh, brought to attention by Wilson Rawballs. Some boy. He he's, he's, it reminded me of a tiger injury this week that. Actually, his question is, Tiger injury, is it a swing change? Other golfers had to do the same and improves them. But but just coming back from that, I thought we were going to see Tiger play golf this week. He's pulled out with plantar fasciitis. Under the foot. Nightmare yeah. situation. Massive looking forward to that. I mean, he's working on his ground speed. I don't know. He just Is it, it, his right foot? Which is his bad leg, he's right? Bad leg, but yeah. I just, I just don't is think. This Tiger... Is this it? Nah. Is it now? No, nah, nah. I just
1: don't think he will tear up if his game's not ready. But yeah. Yeah. is, it's is not this to it? a certain standard? I is this think it? It's for the Tiger
0: properly competing again because it doesn't ever look like he's walking properly. This has come up.
2: I think we've had uh, our big hurrah, like in in twenty right. twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. That's. I mean, in comparison to where we saw him at the Masters last year or this year, sorry, still still in twenty twenty two, he. You know, physically looked completely different beast then, didn't he? So he still said he's going to play in the exhibition, didn't he? With Rory against Spieth and mm-hmm. Thomas. I think what's lovely actually is how he's evolving into kind of coaching and guiding and caddying for Charlie. And his game gets better and better and better. And he's spending a lot of time with him, isn't he? So I think he's still going to be around golf just with that. But I, I feel for me, his next role is 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 a senior role amongst the board of the PGA Tour. I really feel like that's where he's. Because that will really help the diversity angle. I think it'll be really good for... The... What?
1: They hope so, because if he takes his pension out of it, there won't be no PJ <laughs> at all. Oh,
2: no. Yeah, it'd be,
1: it'd be a FTX situation. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be down in Biamas. And the old boats. But you... if, if he teed it up in the Masters, though, we'd all say he's got a chance of winning. So... I think if he can get to his ball, he he thinks the though, yeah, is a window, isn't different. Isn't it? Yeah, it's the easiest e- major. It. Is it? Of course it is. Yeah, it's less people playing and ninety people playing. It's and le- it's a weaker it's field. Easiest major. The invites. And if you know the course well, because you get invited back all the time. Not the easiest one to either. walk
0: around though, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No. It
1: did look like he needed one of them electric chairs going up that eighteenth hill, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Bless him.
0: Josh, what's your uh, have you got a heads going for us this week?
1: A little bit. James at the start there said he's got um he's a he's a two round golfer and we're playing in the Sunnydale foursome So I hope I get past the second round this time, James. <laughs> no, that's um <laughs> that's, that's a stroke play tournament.
2: Shot's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, that's eighteen holes a day, that's different, and it's match play. It's, completely right. it's a
0: completely different thing. It's six round okay. tournament. Is it six yep,
2: rounds? I think, how many, um, I think you have to play seven if you go wire to wire, don't you? I'm
1: not sure. It'd just be nice to get a bit further, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's right. I've got five with now. I'm <laughs> like, good. Head's gone. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe on the planes, on the airports, everyone rushing to get on the plane or get off the plane. We all land and take mad, off at it? the same time.
0: It's, it, it's madness. Like yeah. People pushing past you like, mate, like, by the way, you're going to rush to get to that queue and you know what, we're going to sit right next to each other when we're waiting for those bags to come yeah. out.
1: And the, the wheels are going to touch the floor
0: it's bizarre time, that isn't it it's end not end. like you're running off and the, you can just the, the run thing, straight through the thing why people do that. That, that does it for me is that the standing up thing Yeah. I always get the aisle seat right so get the aisle seat and so there's normally there's normally three seats in the section there so there's like two yeah. people next to you and if you're like you know if you're sat at the back of the bus there's obviously loads of people in front of you so like the, the seatbelt lights go off everyone's like stand up stand up and then people next to me are trying to push out I'm like right now nah. Because if I get up, it means I've got, I've got to stand for the next 10 minutes. Just sit the, down yeah. and just wait your turn. And you can say, people are busy. I've got to get my bag get down. down. What you need to you get your bag down for? Get down in a minute.
1: Where are you going? Massive. But it's also getting onto the plane. Like, if I even I'm lucky enough to fly business or anything like that. A speedy I still, boarding? Yeah, speedy boarding. I will sit there. I don't want to be on that plane any longer yeah. than that flight time. Yeah, I'll sit there, just wait for the queue to go down. I'll well, be from, one um, of the
0: last people to get on the plane. I learned that from Brett Rumford remember travelling to, I can't remember where we were travelling back in the day. And obviously, you know, being from Oz, you know, he's obviously has to do loads and loads of flights and whatever. Yeah. We were sitting there chatting and they they called, the, call, you know, whatever zone it is, whatever. I was like, you're getting on he's like, why do I want to go and sit on that trip? and I'm going to have to? Yeah, I'm going to be the last person to get on. I remember just thinking then, thinking, it makes so, so much, much sense. sense. Uh, and they and there's all that panic, isn't there? Like, I was in the airport yesterday and there's a few of us sitting around and then the woman comes from Emirates saying like, Last call, last call. Like, we're closing the gate, and then. But if you just remember, look, like you're going to wait for me because I'm stood right here, and the hassle it takes for them to get all the bags off and that sort of stuff. They'll wait for you. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, I'm going to go to the toilet. But you know, there's a queue back. in the tunnel, and then well. you get down, get downstairs, and there's a queue downstairs now. Yeah, because you just they're moving from upstairs exactly downstairs does.
2: my old man used to do that he used to infuriate my mum when we go on family holidays it's a good band to be fair there used to be a Burger King at Heathrow that, that was right next to a departures board and one of the great big microphones so you used to be able to hear very very clearly what the situation is and my mum's quite frantic and likes to be really organised you know BKJ how she rolls and the old man just be sat there, like just like hooning a whopper, and he'd be like, and he'd be like, okay, cool. And it's like, yeah, cool. Now for flight da 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 da, da to Saint Lucia. And the Saint Lucia is the flight I, I remember vividly. And uh, she'd be like, right, okay, Nick, we've got to go now. It's like, no, don't. And he'd just be sat there and he'd be like, right, final call. We really need to start going now. I'd be like, She'd be like, Nick, we're going to miss our places. No, they won't leave without us, right? Because it's still an eight-minute walk from here. <laughs> and uh, he goes, James, don't worry, mate. Like, just finish your Diet Coke or whatever it was. And then he'd look at his watch and me go, right, okay, playing these in five minutes, probably we'll have a trot now. And we walked down there. Right? He walked down there nonchalantly. My mum would have, like, all the bags, like, juggling around, like, looking like she's going to fall over, bless her. And they were like, oh, no, you must hurry to your seat. And he said, is, is the pilot ready to leave? Like my old man, he'd be so, like, so smug with all yeah. the people there, and he'd be like, Right, and then he'd see, Right, okay, those three empty seats, they'll be ours because everyone else is on a plane now. <laughs> so he'd like trot down there, and he'd be very so nonchalant about it. But I, I totally agree with you. You do you get hurried around, it's the people
0: that get off, it's when the plane you lands, be, you want to be on time, but like, it's the franticness, yeah, you got yeah. to be inconvenient in, in the airport, to It's I mean.
2: the plane landing where you're like, Oh, everyone's getting ready to go home that it that that does me in because it's like they take an eternity to get the load off a belt you go and all stand. it's like people want to stand next to where the little uh the black flaps are like right next to it where the bags come out and be like i'll get the very first bag it's like why no one's going to nick your luggage are they yeah. you know it's just it's just then like then sprint off to the door yeah anyway I think it's everyone i think that's the team heads gone i think okay. it's, a, it's a good one
0: yeah that, that was a good one it was a good one right chaps if that's uh I think that's pretty much everything. 20 episodes. Jeez. Got it got it all rattled off, yeah. If you do like the podcast, like listen to us uh, chat breeze for a little while, don't subscribe or follow or do any good things at yeah. at Bear Tiger Club website. Tell Instagram handle, TikToks. Don't tell anybody about it. Keep it all to yourself. Don't share it. Um, and hope you all have a really great week and yeah, more next Monday.
1: Ciao, Bella. Love and peace. Ta-da.